it definitely shouldn't turn you away. Um, you know, if you don't feel like you have the school behind it, because I think experience is so important. Welcome to Her Sports Convo with Ashley Wilson. Hey, y'all. Welcome back. Crazy to see you here again. Hope you had a good week last week. Hope you have a good week this week. As you see, we have another guest. We're learning all about the inside of sports, the sport industry, and actually working in the NFL this week with a very good friend, internet friend, Bert closer than ever love her so much Allie Christman she's here to talk about us about her job with the Dallas Cowboys how she got it the steps she took to get there so if you really want to work in the NFL or just professional sports in general this is the episode for you make sure to listen all the way through so you get all her contact information and she gave it to you so you can ask her questions if you think of any so uh let's go ahead and get into it on this week's episode, we have Allie Kirsten here to join us in the convo. She works for the Dallas Cowboys in the Community Relations and Alumni Affair Department, and we're so happy for you to be here today, Allie. Thanks for having me, Ashley. I appreciate it. She's working at the Dallas Cowboys. She's doing her thing, but she went to TCU, and uh, that's how that's how she really, you know, got her start in sports. And you work with the football team. How was that experience? It was great. I mean, I, I knew when I was in high school and I stopped being a student athlete, um, I knew I wasn't going to continue my career in college. And so I knew I wanted to be involved in sports in some capacity um, moving forward. And I didn't really know what that was going to look like yet. And so I really chose, I had two schools I was choosing between. It was the University of Alabama and TCU. So it was two, two big football programs, um, great programs, great campuses, schools. I chose TCU because it was a little closer to home. I uh, didn't want to go as far as Alabama, really close with my family. And so I knew that move would might be a little more difficult for me, um, but really just wanted to get involved in TCU in some capacity. And I remember meeting with somebody in their office my senior year of high school. I walked in, I had seen campus that day and um, had gotten you know a meeting with somebody in their office. And I just said, plug me in you know, wherever you can, I want to be involved. I want to get to know the business of sports. I want to get to know college sports. And I was just ready to kind of learn and just get, get in there and get, um, get some experience. And so I loved their coaching staff, um, loved the program. I think coach Patterson's done a great job over there, um, really building a great program. And, and the students on campus, you know, are completely bought into it. So it made it fun, definitely for those four years. And I got a great experience learning the game. Oh, yeah. I feel like that's one of the biggest things people don't think about when you want to go into the sports business is you got to be open for everything. Like because if you there, there's like only like five jobs if you want to be in the social media team or there's only, you know, everybody can't be a coach. So you got to yes. you got to be open to anything. Now, they say ticket sales are the easiest way to get in, but I just could not. I could not imagine, you know, trying to sell tickets. It, I, I feel like that would definitely be hard, but I know my first year I did a little bit of everything. I did mailers. I did a little bit of social media, um, helped with some graphics, um, really just everything and anything I could do. Game notes for the coaches. I would slide them under their doors. I was like, just stick me where you need me to be. Um, and I'm excited and, and kind of ready to learn. There's so much you don't know about the business side of sports till you're like in the door. Like you don't know all the things that go into it, especially like in a fan perspective, because you're just used to seeing, especially in college, like what happens on Saturdays. Yes, exactly. And then you see the week leading up to the game and the practices and the recruiting process that goes into building your team. And you just, it's a whole new world once you really get on the inside. And so it was 
such a fun experience. And I definitely loved seeing that side of the game. What would you say were one of the biggest things you didn't expect? Just how much preparation goes into preparing for, for games, just a regular, you know, home game or a road game, or even, you know, before you start playing conference games, just everything that goes into their um, game planning and preparation is, is so incredible. And I have so much respect for those coaches and the front office staff because they work such long hours and day and night to prepare for these games. Um, and so I just, you know, gained a lot of respect for the front office and, and coaching staff during my time there. It might be a Saturday job for you, but it is a Monday through Friday, no days off. Cause you know, you hear about all the stories of the coaches and they're like, Oh, the season's over. But then like the next day you got to go back to recruiting. You gotta, you gotta yeah, start all over. There's no off season for sure. <laughs> yeah, most definitely there's no off seasons, but um really happy, you know, one that you got a spot because especially when it comes to like football and stuff like that it's really hard to get a spot on like the management staff or anything because everybody especially at a big 12 school like TCU everybody wants a spot there so you said you went in kind of like hey get me in but were they like oh we'll see about it we'll try but you know we only have one graduating senior so yeah. And like, I think what a lot of people don't know is I completely did it volunteer. Um, and so my time at TCU and the, the program was volunteer based. And so I would just run over there between classes and whenever I could, you know, be in there, I was. And so I really think I, I tried to prove my interest in being in there because I think a lot of time it's really easy to say, you know, you want to do something, but it, it has to be followed up by actions. And so I just tried to make it known, you know, this is where I want to be. This is what I want to be doing. I'm more of a resource for you than you are for me. And so I just wanted to make myself as available as I could. And so I think that really worked to my benefit because they knew I was serious about it. Um, but at the same time, like you said, it is a, such a competitive place to be. Um, and the more that people see what you're doing and see what others are doing, the more they want to be involved, which is great because it just strength, strengthens the program. Um, but yeah, it's definitely a competitive place to be. And what you said right there, that was so good advice. I mean, people could do like what you can do for them and not what they can do for you, because especially when you're a student worker or you're just trying to get in the door in sports, you got to kind of sell yourself like, like, um, I can help you in your business. I can make your life easier, especially if you're try out here trying to get an internship or anything, because they have like 900,000 applicants applying. And what's going to stand out from you to them, other than the fact that you're just trying to make their life better? Yes, exactly. Exactly. So how can you leave the program better than you found it, whether or not you're an intern, a volunteer, full-time staff, whatever it might be, you know, you just want to, your goal is to make the program better because you're involved. And so I think whatever capacity you can do that in is important. I saw that, you know, you're getting your master's, you know, you took it back, you go and you're getting your master's in Florida. You know, she, I feel like she's still a Texan at heart. No one, no one take it personally. Tell us what made you decide that. So I knew um, when I, so funny story about kind of my career path is I interned with the Cowboys throughout college as well. Um, but the spot that I was interning in was a non-hireable position. And they told me that when I started. And so, you know, it's kind of expected that when your internship ends, they equip you to be able to go get a full-time position, whether that's somewhere else in the organization with another team, wherever, you know, your goals and dreams might be. And so my anticipation was, 
I'll get great experience here and really learn um, this aspect of the sports industry. And then I can take that knowledge. And if I can't find a full job after college, I'll go get my master's. Um, you know, we talked about earlier, I love college football too. And so I had, you know, this plan, here's my backup plan. If I can't get hired, I'll go get my master's. And so that's always been kind of in the back of my mind. Um, in TCU, I got a communication studies degree. So I really didn't take those core sports classes that I, you know, was interested in. And, and so I thought about it during quarantine, had a lot of downtime because um, we were at, working from home. And so the weekends I was like, okay, like especially weekends during season when we were now watching the games on TV, I was like, okay, what, what can I do to better position myself within my current role and help out my department more? How can I, you know, strengthen skills that I already have? And, you know, and I had taken some LinkedIn classes and stuff like that or watched YouTube videos, but those LinkedIn classes are clutch. Like you can are, find out anything in those 15 and, you minutes. Know, I, had, I had done some um, like group calls and stuff like that, just trying to gain more knowledge of the industry. Cause there's so much to learn whether or not you've been in the the industry for five years, 10 years, 15 years, there's always something new to learn. And so my biggest thing was, okay, what can I do next? And that was getting my master's. And so I tried to look for a great online program because I'm still in Texas um, and Florida had a great online program. So that's kind of what kickstarted that, that thought process there. And so I just finished um, my first semester and then I'm taking summer school classes right now. Really good that, you know, you decided to like be able to help and kind of pivot because I feel like anyone in your position would be like kind of like okay I don't really know where to go from here because you did get your degree in communications and you did you know you already had a position with the Cowboys and they'd just be like okay whatever but the fact that you wanted to be a better help on your team and especially because you know, there's always some way you can pivot and you can move and you could, you know, excel yourself. But when it comes to like jobs, especially today that, you know, half the jobs in the world didn't exist five years ago at the fact of that, um, would you say for, well, let, let me back it up a few steps. Will you tell us like what you exactly do for the Cowboys and things? Yeah. So I am in community relations and alumni affairs and Cowboys is structured where we actually live within the public relations department. So each team's a little bit different. Um, our community relations department house is housed in the PR department. And so um, we have a great team. It's a great organization. Um, I've definitely loved every minute of it because, I mean, it's a culture of innovation and teamwork and family for sure. Um, but the community relations aspect of it is all about community outreach and that intersection between sports and community impact. Um, it's very important to our ownership and our organization as a whole. And so it makes it pretty special um, to be able to use the platform that our brand has to then go and, you know, into the community, make the lives of our fans, make the lives of our community better. Um, so it's, it's definitely a warm and fuzzy opportunity. Um, and I've loved every minute of it. And then the aspect of the alumni um, is just bridging that gap between former players in the organization. Um, so once you leave the organization that, you know, it's not just, okay, see you later. It's your family forever. You're a cowboy forever. How can we, you know, provide you opportunities? How can we 
give you information, you know, we're a resource for them. Um, and so it's been great getting to know those guys and, you know, develop relationships with them too. I feel like a lot of people forget that somebody like those, my cause, my cleats things just don't, just don't happen. Like somebody's got to put it together. Somebody's got to make the balloons and get yeah. the vendors and stuff <laughs> like that. Like that just, that just don't happen. You got Allie and all the other yeah. people that work with her. They're behind the scenes running around trying to put those balloon props together. It's a fun job. I definitely, event planning is definitely one of our resume points for sure. Um, we are always event planning. And so with COVID, it was a little difficult. Um, everything went virtual. So that was, you know, I added Zoom to my resume and I can now, you know, create a Zoom event and try to run that. I'm not a pro at it, that's for sure. But it's definitely something new that we picked up this year. Oh, yeah. I, f I feel like everybody like figured out like Zoom. Some people still quite have it figured it out. Yeah. How? I don't know. Because you were on it for like 900 days. Yeah, we still have, trust me, we still have technical difficulties. Technology is great until it's not, that's for sure. Oh, most definitely. And now since you told us what you do, uh, go back to the question I was going to ask before that and half people wouldn't understood. The world we live in, you know, jobs don't really exist that could exist two, three years from now. Would you say like your particular position is a job that needs a master's if someone's out here listening and they want to go into like community relations or alumni affairs or just PR in general? I don't think, I think this is probably, I don't know if this is going to answer your question or not. I don't think that there's ever a limit on the amount of informa information you can have um, or the amount of knowledge that you can gain of the industry. I think the more valuable you make yourself to a position, to an organization, to an industry in general, not even just sports. Um, the more, the more you can contribute, the more, the more of a mark you can leave on the industry that you're in. And so I don't necessarily think that you would need a master's to be in, you know, this position or this department. I know a lot of people that are actually in the sports industry that have no um, schooling in anything to do with sports. And so I think that's something, it definitely shouldn't turn you away. Um, you know, if you don't feel like you have the school behind it, because I think experience is so important. Um, you know, asking the right people the right questions, just setting up informational interviews, getting out there and volunteering at, you know, community events that a team is putting on. I think that is really important because at the end of the day, experience is going to allow you in certain situations to make the right decisions or wrong decisions. And so I think experience over um, stressing about the right degree, um, while a de degree is very important and, you know, sports management degree or a master's is going to help give you more information. I think experience is also equally as important too. Oh yeah. I, I completely agree. And I feel like, especially in sports, if you have, or like sports or journalism or PR or like anything in that nature where, to me, again, I don't have a grad degree, just over here with my undergrad. I feel like there's really not that much difference between the undergrad and the grad. It's kind of like you just learn a different sector of it. So I feel like if you have either like kind of you in your case, like you have an undergrad degree in communications and now you're going to get your sports management. Like I feel like having two in one or like me in my case, how I'm, you know, really playing myself and getting them both in undergrad right now drowning yes that's me um <laughs> you know I feel like that's important to have some knowledge in some in both or whatever especially in sports because um 
sports is really like everything's under one umbrella, but there's something outside of sports that you're going to get. Like you could take a sports marketing class and you're going to know how to market, you know, and you're going to know how to market a team or an athlete. But I also feel like you should take just a generalized marketing class because since sports has become more than what's on the field, more than what's on the court, Mm -hmm. you're going to have to figure out how to market, you know, a shoe or you're gonna have to figure out how to market like the broom that they like wipe up the mom on the yeah. floor like like you're, you're gonna have to figure out how to market something other than like an athlete or a team yeah I think that's such a good point I mean you hit it spot on it's sports is bigger than just what's seen on the field and so I think each person brings their unique characteristics unique assets to any position and so find something that you're really good at um, and market yourself for that and make it you know, if you're interested in sports, but then you're also really good at graphic design, there are so many opportunities these days to combine the two. So I think just really honing in on your unique skills and assets and then seeing how they can, you know, fit into the industry that you're wanting to go in. I know so many people in sports, they like, like worked at like a bank and like now they're like on the like accounting team for like the Eagles or something, something like random like that. So yeah, you don't necessarily even have to get like a degree in sports nine times out of 10 to even get in the door. Like you'll somehow find your way sitting across, you know, a owner or like a VP at Dairy Queen or something. And they're like, Hey, I remember your LinkedIn page. Come work for me. Yeah. It's such, it's, it's so, so much about human connection and people connection for sure. Um, and just, you know, being in the right place at the right time and, you know, finding what you're passionate about too, because that's huge is making sure whatever you're doing that you do it with a whole heart and that you're passionate about it too. Oh yeah. Especially in sports. Cause if like, you're not passionate about it, you're going to like bang your head up against the wall because yes. I, cause I feel like, especially in a position like yours, it's, I wouldn't say it's a thankless position, but it's kind of like not something people really think about. Yeah. And, you know, the weekends and the holidays that you're sitting at your desk versus being somewhere with your family or friends, it really comes down to where your passion lies and and why you do what you do. And so if you're not passionate about it and you don't enjoy what you're doing, it makes it really difficult for the moments of sacrifice. Um, And so I just, you know, think it's important that you love what you're doing. Um, especially for the people around you and those relationships that you're building, it makes those connections much better too. Oh yeah. Cause in sports, uh, Thanksgiving, the Dallas Cowboys. Oh no, mama, I'm not coming home <laughs> to eat the Turkey girl. I got to go out here and watch Dak and friends try to win a Thursday game. Yeah. You have a different family dinner on, um, Thanksgiving here at the, at the Cowboys. <laughs> Okay, so so talking about, you know, the Thanksgiving and all that stuff, y'all do events, like that's what y'all are into, like bringing the community and the Cowboys together. Is there like any event that's like your favorite? That's such a hard one because I think every event that we've done is so unique and it's so specific to kind of what's going on at the time. And um, But traditionally, we do hospital visits every year. And that is one, it has to be one of my favorite events just because it's, you know, the whole team, the whole organization really gets a hand in it. And um, just seeing the faces of the kids that otherwise maybe not be able to leave their rooms or the hospital that year. Um, it's just, it, you really see the full picture um, and how much sports means to people and the, that light of hope it gives to people is just, I'm getting chills right now um, talking about it. But I think, you know, that's definitely one that is something I look forward to every single year. And it also falls around my birthday. And so I think that probably has a little bit to do with it too. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a couple things to look forward to, but it's always um, definitely such a good time, whether we're coming off a win that week or a loss, 
Um, it means a lot to the guys. It means a lot to our cheerleaders and our staff. And so I think um, that's probably one of my favorites for sure. Oh my God, the DCCs, the love that I have for the DCCs. Let me tell you all, I've not missed one season of Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders making the team. They, I have a lot of respect for those girls. They are very, very talented. Oh, I literally, I, I, I can't believe I'm about to admit this on the internet, but I know the entire like intro, like the little, like, I know it by heart. That's, hey, that's how much of a stand I am. I'm, I'm clapping for that one. <laughs> like Kelly, love her. Yes, love her. She, oh, she is so great. She's fantastic. And they have just created such a beautiful brand and a team. And I also look forward to seeing, you know, the team each year. So they do a wonderful job. Oh yeah. I, I'll be like me and my mom will be sitting there watching. I'm like, Oh, she's not going to make it. Mm-mm. She, she can't <laughs> cut it. She can, she ain't going to cut it. Like my dream be, be able to judge at least one round. Like it can be the first round, the, the round that everyone knows, like who's going to make it or not. Like I, I don't yeah. even need to be at the final selection, you know, who gets their stars. Like that's, that's a lot of pressure. So I, I just want to be in the first round. So Kelly, if you're listening, girl, hit me up. Uh, emails in the bio, hit me up, please. <laughs> you have a covenant job in sports and it's very it's very hard to get in there would you say that there's some things you didn't expect getting into your position that now you would kind of like be like oh I kind of wish I knew this I think the biggest thing um for me was you know you're meant to be wherever you're at and I think for me coming into this industry it can be really intimidating um both at the age I was at and you know at the position I was in it can be really intimidating and you may feel like your ideas aren't valuable and your contributions may not be as valuable as the next person. But I think for me, once I really found my confidence and I found, you know, my purpose of I'm supposed to be here, this is where God's put me. Um, you know, this isn't a coincidence that it really helped me in my career. Um, and it took me a couple of years to do that. I, I'm be lying if I said I, I walked in the door and I was like, yes, this is, you know, I'm made for this. It's really hard to really get your feet on the ground and say, okay, yes, I can do this and be confident in what you're doing. Um, especially on the stage of an NFL team, specifically the Cowboys, we have such a big brand. And so it can be really overwhelming if you don't really take a step back and you trust your abilities and you trust why you were hired for this position. And so I think that's the biggest thing for me going back, I wish I was a little more confident in my skill set um, coming in because I think it would have made my team stronger, my position stronger, a little bit off farther or quicker off the bat. Oh, yeah, because like you came in straight out of college and nine times 10, we go into a program. There's people that have been doing this for 10, 15, you know, 30 years. And now you're kind of just stepping in. And you're like, wait, like, should I should I say something? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I think everybody's ideas are so valuable. And that's why you get hired to position that you're hired into is because they see something in you that they didn't have in their team before, um, or that they see value in you um, to the greater, greater purpose of the entire organization. And so I think it's important to be confident in what you're doing and your abilities. And that's probably the advice I'd give myself, um, you know, five, six years ago. Oh, yeah, because if, if you're not confident, then that's going to, like, not only hurt you, but your team as well. I saw that you went to the ESPYs. Like, I did. H- how? So, 
this is the funniest story. And I'm about to expose myself because not many people know this. And so you're getting insider information on this. Mm-hmm. So I, <laughs> we were not invited to the SBs. A lot of people think, you know, with my position in sports, maybe I got invited or, you know, there was some work tie as to why I went to the SBs. Not the case at all. My family and then my dad's brother, his family were in California together. And we were staying at one of the hotels that a lot of the people going to the SBs were staying at. We had no idea. Um, and so I think I'm pretty sure Dwight Howard or somebody was in the gym with my aunt. And it was just, it was so random. And we found out the ESPYs were going on that night. Well, you can buy tickets to the ESPYs. And I didn't know that. Oh. Our family didn't really know that. But we bought tickets at dinner the night before. And they were the next day. And I think we had to leave at like three or something because they were inside the city. So it was a little bit of traffic getting there. We didn't have anything to wear. Nobody had even planned this. So we spent the day trying to find dresses and shoes and suits and everything else. And we just rolled up to the SVs as a family and attended. And it was such a fun experience because it was so on the whim. Um, But yeah, a little bit of exposing myself there. I was not invited. I was not winning an award. Um, Nothing of that sort. I was just going as a fan in the audience. And it was such, it was really really cool experience and probably one of my best memories with my family um, just because we all have a love for sports. And so it was really cool sitting in those seats and seeing some of these sports legends get awards for things that they're great at and just hearing their speeches and just the whole production of it all was really exciting. I mean, it had to be, that was like 2017, 2018. Yeah, it was a couple of years ago now. Um, and I still talk about it all the time because it, it was definitely one of those memories that you don't forget. Um, and if I could relive it again, I definitely would. Oh, yeah. And then the SPs, you know, there's there's always something that like happens at the SPs that like people talk about for years and years and years to come. Yes, exactly. And the tickets weren't too expensive either. That's a disclaimer I should throw in there is they weren't that expensive, um, but it was definitely worth every penny because we got to see some really incredible people that night. Oh, yeah. Now, why? Watch now. Everyone's going to be popping out. The SPs going on their <laughs> website trying to find tickets because of us. Let, let, don't don't wait to try to be an athlete to try to get an insider ticket. Buy your own ticket to the SPs. Take life yeah, by make, the... Take away for yourself. <laughs> exactly. Take life by the horns and, and go to the SPs, y'all. I saw on your Twitter that you were a fan of the NFL on Nick. Like, I don't, I don't understand. I, so, okay. I, I'm a huge Disney person at heart. I love... I'm a little kid at heart, if we're being honest. Um, And so I thought it was so fun. I thought it was different. Uh, It was creative. And I think it was a great way to get the youth involved. Because a lot of times, here's why I loved it, is it broke down football terms for people watching. And I think that's something that a lot of people don't think about is you could you could love the game of football. Um, but if nobody takes the time to like explain it to you and you haven't had the experience to be able to understand, you know, certain football terms and what's going on on the field, it makes it really difficult to really be engaged. And so I love that aspect of it that they, you know, had people pop up and say, okay, this is what a third down is for all of you that don't know it, because you're speaking to an audience of kids that may not know the game at all. And they're just watching because their parents are watching. And so I thought that was such a cool idea Um, and props to them for thinking of it because I thought it was a great way to get the youth involved and really get them excited about the game if they're not already. Oh yeah. And, and if you would like to know more terms about uh, football and things like that, go ahead and check out the Hurstports Combo YouTube channel every, every Mondays, most days of the month where it's a sports talk simplified, you know, every once in a while I throw in a little fun video, but I, I just didn't like it. Like I just, 
like obviously I was not the target audience obviously but yeah no. I, I feel like it was I, I don't know I, I just don't think that the playoffs were the right time to show the and children the mixed, football game <laughs> yeah there's some mixed thoughts there too um, I think it depends what type of fan you are watching the game um, and if you really have a lot of buy-in to the teams playing now I think if I was a diehard you know fan of the teams that were playing I'd be like okay this might not be how I want to watch this game. But for me, I was like, it's not the Cowboys. So I'm, you know, I just, I'm enjoying the show. So it was, you know, it was fun to watch, but I definitely understand where you're coming from on that one too. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I think they should try it out on like a non like playoff winner go home situation. And I think more people would have liked it. Kind of like how the NBA, they had like their Marvel game and it was like just a random game in January. Like like people mm-hmm. really liked it more. And they also like publicly televised that there was like another option you can watch that. I feel like that was also something that the NFL didn't do very well was like tell people, oh, there's another, you don't have to watch SpongeBob jump on the screen every five minutes. You don't have to watch the slime cannons go off after every touchdown. So I, yeah. I feel like that's also kind of where they, where they misled people. No, I, I definitely get your points on that one. And I had, you know, I, I talked about how much I loved it, but there was parts of it too, where I was like, ah, I also would have loved to see somebody actually get slimed that played. So <laughs> that, that, that would have been, been it. Yeah. That that definitely would have took the ratings. More people would have been like, okay, maybe maybe I need to go over there and check out the Nickelodeon and see what SpongeBob and Patrick are up to. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So there's definitely mixed feelings on it, but it was fun for the moment. Oh yeah, and um, up here we do this little thing where I say three things and you just tell us the first thing that comes to your mind and a little story behind it if you have one. So uh, okay. first one is football football okay powder puff football that's a random you know thought to come up with that one um but my story behind it is when I was in high school and I was playing powder puff football um I was one of those people I loved powder puff football that was like the highlight of my spring um our guy friends that were on the football team would coach us and they had their clipboards and their headsets and their collared shirts and their khakis they went all out and so we went all out with the eye blacks and the cleats and i had sweatbands um but it was it was our game and i was playing defense and i caught the i intercepted the ball and i ran the wrong direction oh no And you saw there's a picture and it's everybody pointing the other way. And I like have the biggest smile on my face because I think I'm about to, you know, score this, this touchdown. And I was running the wrong direction. And by the time I realized it, I was already almost down to the other side of the field. And so it was just such an embarrassing moment, but it also was a very humbling experience. And so that's kind of what I think of. Oh, yeah. I, I, I did powder puff my senior year of high school, even though, you know, it was like part of like our homecoming thing, even though we had to play inside the gym because coach wouldn't let us go on the field because it rained wow. two days prior to it. It was oh, we still had a good up. time. We smacked the juniors. They didn't stand a chance. I scored my first and only touchdown in my life. You know, there you go. You know, things happen. And it was also shocking because I do not have hands like I could not catch by any means it is somehow like if if football isn't round like I'm I was a goalie like it's round it's supposed to perfectly fit within (laughs) your hands a football is whatever shape a football is yeah a football this is the shape of the football so yeah Yeah, that makes it hard I think we were zero and three so if that makes you feel any better 
my team did not win a game all of high school. Um, but we had a great oh, so time. Y'all, doing y'all was it. like so a team think- team. We so we had the same team my junior and senior year, and it was like our friends. So you could sign up with like oh, a certain okay. number of girls, um, and our guy friends always signed up to coach our teams. And so we had the same team both years, and we were like zero and three, but it, we had fun. We took some great pictures. Oh yeah, it's it's some it's not as easy as you might think it is, y'all. Especially we were playing in a gym. Like imagine like and like even though oh, even I'm though sure. it was like even though we had like flags and stuff like we were going at it like it was mm-hmm. it was some top tier stuff but uh your your next word is track track i ran track i was a track track lead i guess is a lack of better words um all of high school and it was one of my best experiences i absolutely loved it um i think of texas relays i think when you say the word track we went to texas relays every year um which was an invitational for high school students and then it was a college track meet so you got to see the big dogs run um which was really cool and that was kind of when i was trying to figure out whether or not i wanted to run in college just seeing you know girls that i looked up to that i had once run against in high school now running at the college level was so cool um it was such a fun experience and it's a great team bonding weekend too because we had to drive to austin from dallas and we'd stop at the check stop and sometimes we'd stop at McAllister's too but it was it was a trip i looked forward to every year and uh in your last one is bob lily bob lily oh my goodness i have so many great things to say about him he is just one of my favorite people um because i mean i'm sure you know he he's a tcu alumni but also a cowboys alumni um and he is just held in such high regard here at the cowboys and then also tcu um and the Bob Lilly Award is such an important word to us. And, you know, it's one of those awards that has to do with your character and who you are as a person. And so the number of times I've I've only spoken to him a few times, but I just the stories that have been told about how wonderful of a person he is and of wonderful of a player he was um, is definitely one of my best things about him. Um, but yeah, I could go on and on about him and his and his wife as well. They're just such wonderful people. Oh yes. And um well, thank you so much for being here with us, Allie. Tell everyone where they can find you on the internet or whatever else, maybe at the Cowboy Stadium. I don't know what y'all do in your life. <laughs> yeah, my Instagram is just my name. Um, and then I'm on Twitter and LinkedIn. And if, if you have any more questions um, for anybody listening or a fan of the show, um, feel free to reach out to me on LinkedIn. I always love talking to people about you know my career journey and I love helping people try to find their dreams and their goals. And so if I can ever be a resource to you, Ashley, or anybody else listening, I am more than happy to do it. Yes, most definitely. Y'all make sure to go check out Allie, all her stuff. Go follow her. She like her pictures on Instagram are like undefeated. Like her and her friends, they they be killing it up in Dallas. Like I'm Oh, you're so nice. No, you, no, no. you really you really need I'm not saying you need to be a Dallas influencer, but I'm saying <laughs> you need to be a Dallas influencer, girl. <laughs> There's some great influencers. The influencer market here is very saturated. Um, I don't know if I'd be able to compete in it. <laughs> you, you never know unless you try. But thanks again, Allie. Of course. Thank you. And that is going to be it for this week's episode. Make sure to like, comment, rate, subscribe, wherever you decide to listen to your podcast at. Head on over to Instagram and follow at Her Sports Convo to stay up to date on all things Her Sports Convo. Check out the YouTube channel, Her Sports Convo. Love that consistent branding. I post new videos up there every Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And you can catch the podcast up there on Thursdays at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. 
come hang out. We're really having a great time up there. You know, I'm making all these videos and you guys are really enjoying them and we're getting new people in the convo. It's, it's a really good time over there. If you're not on the YouTube channel, you're really missing out. Your FOMO should be very high. But um, thanks again, Allie, for coming on. Had so much fun. If y'all have any questions, really do reach out to her because she is truly such a nice soul and she really wants to help other people accomplish their dreams, just like she said. So don't be afraid to reach out to her and uh, be safe, have fun, and don't be afraid to join the convo.